All right, welcome back to another episode of House and Holes, ladies and gentlemen, with your co-hosts, Andy Waterhouse and Stephen Buckholtz. What's going on? What's happening? And we first just want to shout out, man, 4th of July tomorrow. Holy, it happened so fast. Do you have any uh, crazy stories or plans for the 4th? Um, I have no crazy stories. Um, I actually am going to a wedding tomorrow night. Uh, on the one of my fourth? friends. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, it's actually the perfect opportunity. First, it's a Thursday, so it's going to be cheap. That's true. Second of all... Everyone has the 4th of July off, except for me this summer and last summer, because uh, at GSP, there are no days off, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, no, I actually sure. have to no, you're I, right. I'm I'm teaching the kids have stuff to do tomorrow. <laughs> um, but the, and then, of course, you know, it's like how many weddings happen on a Thursday? Plus, their wedding is, their anniversary is always going to be on a holiday. That's true. That's pretty so sweet. So, like, it's, it's actually, like. I, I feel you on Perfect that. coincidence for yeah, them. So. I feel you on I that. I support them 100%. That's cool. I mean... What about you? Oh, man. We always threw parties. Everyone knew to come to our house for the 4th of July because oh, I would really? spend hundreds of dollars on fireworks and get, like, all wow. the illegal ones. Because in New Mexico, you know, we're in drought season. It's probably not the smartest, but, like, I didn't care. We went for it, and we got, I mean, Roman candles, all the whole bunch. And we would always, every year, do a Roman candle war. Normally it was two on two, one on one. Shirts would eventually come off, and you just be shooting each other with Roman candles. That doesn't sound no, harmful and dangerous at all. Not at all. Not at all. But we learned early on because someone got shot like in the upper chest. We're like, oh, we should probably wear safety glasses. And luckily we did because the following year, I mean, I thought the guy I was like facing was out. He had one left, so I kind of like put my guard down. Got shot right in the eye, literally right in the eye. Mm. And luckily, I had safety glasses on. It actually singed through, like singed through the safety glasses and like got part of my eyebrow. Okay. <laughs> so, how did that feel? Uh, I can't lie. After that, I, I kind of ran. I thought initially like I lost my eye. I didn't. Like I just kind of singed the, my eyebrow. <laughs> I would have probably lost part of my eye or like my vision if it would have. I didn't have safety glasses on. You for sure would have lost part of your eye. For sure. For sure. So crazy stuff always crazy always crazy but anyways man holy cow what a, let me just tell you what are the craziest few days it's been in the nba i mean this has to be one of the most loaded free agencies we've we've seen um yes uh i i don't i don't remember many of the prior free agencies and decisions but this is like lebron's decision like 16 times over like there's just like Seriously. 16 decisions to be made now none of them some of them a few of them <laughs> have <laughs> the pedigree that lebron had when he made his decisions but nonetheless i mean there's still a lot of like anxiety and a lot of teams that are probably feeling some fomo uh because of the the, the way that it oh my gosh trickled out. and all happened before like six o'clock of course like we, we weren't supposed to as far to find out before six but of course woe's dropping the bombs uh, before six o'clock already oh like, yeah oh, shout okay. out to all the e espn insiders <laughs> who are way more cool than us seriously but uh real quick before we even jump into free agency well shout out to us yeah our we last were. podcast episode with the draft i mean we were pretty spot on with some of our predictions yeah i mean we the the draft pretty much happened exactly how we thought it would be but i I think that I mean it's not like we were hot taking that you know like there was plenty of insiders and real people who have real basketball knowledge and sources <laughs> who definitely just called it right like the the first five six picks seven picks were like the same there weren't huge trades or some trades but there weren't huge trades 
Um, you know, shout out to the Cavs. Uh, it seems oh like the gosh. Cavs are uh, going. In. I mean, because because the fifth pick was really important. Well, the fourth pick was important, <laughs> but the fifth pick was then next important. That's anyway, true. I'm just gonna say that the Cavs apparently are trying to go for a uh, little CJ McCollum, Deion, uh, Deion, Damian Lillard. Lillard type of combo <laughs> in, in our backcourt. That's a, that's a I mean, tough yeah, take yeah, right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying tough that's listen. the theory. That's the theory. No <laughs> one's going to say it's going to work out, but that's the theory. Um, we're young. Hopefully, we win more than 19 games next year. Yeah, we'll find out about that. But, yeah, just quick shout-out to us. That was great, getting a lot of those predictions right. But, um, seriously, what a what a crazy start to free agency. And, I mean, really, it's all done besides, you know, There's one, one decision There's, there's really one decision left. So, we first let's. I mean, we have to start first with KD and Kyrie to the Nets. I mean, what a, a huge, huge decision for for really both of them. And you're, I mean, really a legacy move for for KD and uh, really a rebranding for Kyrie. Hopefully, we'll see. I mean, but I mean, just were you were you seeing? Did you see this coming? I mean, a lot of us. Well, everyone they they it, said that they wanted. There were so many this or that or this or that, and it always happened. Um, you know, there, there's always something else that could happen. People are throwing out ideas. Um, I'm not shocked. Yeah, I'm not. I'm actually like really thankful um, that he left I Golden mean, State. Or not, what are you thankful for? No, I, I really didn't think he was going back to Golden State. I think he kind of let it happen. Um, and some of the sources and news and thoughts and stuff that came out from uh, there was that KD was kind of over it. I think. Yeah. There's <laughs> the best was uh, a. <laughs> Uh, the Twitter troll of um, there was a, the caption was this is the reason why KD left and it's the clip of the end of the Clippers and Warriors when they went to overtime and yeah. Draymond brings the ball up yes and does his best J.R. Smith impersonation <laughs> of ruining the game yep. for the superstar on the court <laughs> and just like ends up tumbling on the floor <laughs> with the ball and oh my the gosh. clock runs out yep. right and KD, of course, is just like pretty much has this ethos like, give me the damn ball. And, uh, yeah, that didn't really it didn't work out. Didn't work out. Didn't so work out. They, were, they were trolling pretty hard with that. But And the whole injury, like, I, I, you know, like you heard a lot of reports about the fact that KD didn't really like how they treated him and yeah. brought him back. I mean, I totally get it. I, I To be honest, I, I saw that one report about KD and, Ka- and Kawhi teaming up, and I was like, holy crap, that would be insane. But – I don't know. I mean, I think it's good. I think it's good for both of them. And as much as I, I wasn't a big fan of Kyrie in Boston and just the toxicity that existed there. I mean, I'm always I'm always a fan of free uh, fresh starts, and I hope that Kyrie learned his lesson and learned how to become a leader. Because really, this year, you know, with KD sitting out, I mean, it's Kyrie. Hopefully, learns that like yes, you can be a leader, but you don't have to say so much, and especially like to. The media, like, just go there, yeah. fit in with the group. Your your play should it naturally style itself to be a leader. You know, like, he, right. you already have, like, a nice little core there. Like, just go there. KD's going to be coming back after a year. I mean, talk about – if he comes back, like, even 90% of what he is, imagine that pick and roll of Kyrie and KD, dude. That is a nice one-two punch yeah. right there. Well, I mean, w- more specifically with the Nets uh, – you know, I'm not I'm not shocked Katie went there. I think this is opportunity. Like, I think we now live in this age of, of choice. Yeah. You know, there's so many choices out there. There's Netflix or Hulu. There's, you know, Twitter or Instagram. 
there's or Facebook for you know the old people for the out old there. people know. Um, but you know, there's just so many options, and I just think that we're living in a society now with like we're seeing it in the, some of the basketball is like we're just not at a place where people are gonna be you know chilling with the same team forever. No, like they're gonna they're gonna maximize their ability to make choices and. You know, I really do think that Kyrie and KD were going to go together regardless. Yeah. And, you know, the report that said that the Knicks weren't even bothering offering KD the max um, is why they ended up in Brooklyn. I think if, if New York – if the Knicks say, hey, man, we'll throw you the max contract, I think they end up in New York <sighs> with the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, I heard KD there's, said he never wanted to go there, but – Really? Like, come on now, like – Come on, yeah, Come but on. Brooklyn's MSG. like the cool, but Brooklyn's like the cool, sexy new thing, like the MSG. The, yeah, but the Knicks are just like this old, rundown organization with like the worst owner in James Dolan, who like literally has thrown away icons like Charles Oakley out of the freaking arena. Oh yeah, you know, like I, I'm I just don't know argue. if they like Brooklyn's just like the cooler team, and I think the 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 what terrible news for Knicks fans. Oh, well, the mean, Knicks, yeah, that's just terrible. Oof, I mean, they shot themselves them, in the man. foot. The Knicks, you know, of course, had this huge – they were just talking a huge game. They were. A and huge <laughs> I game. I mean, 0 for 3. No Zion, no Kyrie, no KD. Now they you did get Julius Randle, though. I know, right? Zion without hops. I mean, <laughs> That's what people it say. Is, it is crazy. But real quick, in terms of Warriors, I mean – Going from here, we all knew it was going to end, but it just it just feels weird seeing it all happen so quickly. Well, like the injuries, them losing, and then all of a sudden, Katie's out. You know, and I, I'm like not, the end I'm of the not dynasty. That shocked? You're not that shocked? I mean, I'm like, not shocked. I think it just shows that like dynasties like only have like a four or five year shelf life. I'm not shocked a bit. Yeah, I'm. I'm really not. I'm. Yeah. I, I feel no surprise with what happened. The biggest surprise I guess I really have is like Clay Thompson, right, is injured. Is injured, yeah. Like that's gonna be weird. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. Because Clay Thompson is he's a, a warrior freaking machine. He is. Like he's a he's a freaking machine and a robot. And he's he's that guy that you just he doesn't get hurt. You know, he he was right. the only one I think in on the Warriors team that started, you know, and ninety nine percent of the games. I mean, right. I know there's a stat out there. We don't have it. We're we're not paid to do this. Um <laughs> Oh, I have man. more thoughts on the Warriors later. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come back to we'll come back to. But I mean, so what a huge move there. But speaking of Kyrie, his replacement. I mean, now with the sign and trade Kemba going to the Celtics. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird that they did a little three person um, to trade with Kyrie, Kemba, and uh, Terry Rozier. I, it's kind of a. At the end of the day, I think in a weird way, most I think everyone wins to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean. I get Michael Jordan. I don't know what he's doing, but I get it in the sense that Kemba is an undersized guard who, like, signing him to the Supermax is tough, and I get that. I still think he probably should have, just in terms of loyalty. You don't have anyone else, but now you at least get Rozier instead of nothing, you know, and um, yeah. the Celtics, I love this fit. Like, love, 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 love this. I cannot state how much I love this fit. For, That's fine. You you can love it all you want, but my the the question out there is: Kimba Walker, along with D'Angelo Russell, who of course is now on the Warriors, right? Um, are were two of the top five players in picks called for them? Yeah, and neither offense, the Warriors nor the Celtics, relies heavily 
on the pick and roll. So it's really going to be a testament to how flexible of a player Kemba is. And my thought is, I mean, Kemba is such a better fit than Kyrie. For sure. I think Kemba's natural demeanor is much more of a fit yes for the Celtics offense flow offense ball movement type of thing rather than Kyrie I think he's going to sacrifice his iso and pick and roll options for the greater good of the team yeah. like I, I think we're going to witness Kemba being more of a motion like he's not going to give me shots but I think he's going to be okay with that because he knows that he's on a playoff contender whether you want to call him that or not like he's on a way better team with way better talent around him I think the I mean the pick and rolls though are still going to exist for him but he's just it's just going to be so good. I really think Kemba is really going to open up like the avenues for Jalen Brown and Tatum to really grow the way that they they last year was just a stagnant year for them like in yeah. general, right? Very. And I looked think like th- slumps almost. They did. They did. But I think this year it's really going to help. But here's a real good question for you. Who out of between these two now will we see him in motion? Who do you think has the better supporting cast, Kyrie or Kemba? Without KD playing next year, obviously. Just right now, just looking at it. Oh, it's easy. Boston. Really? Boston's easily got the better supporting cast than New Jer- uh, than Brooklyn. Really? Okay. Easily. Okay. I mean, do you think otherwise? I mean, I'm just I'm just curious. I think that the the Nets have our deeper team than the Celtics right now. I think the Celtics have better. Shit about being deeper. Look at the uh, talent. We just, do you not just see the Raptors Look win the with depth? Talents. Do you not just see the Raptors win with depth? That's true, but like you're talking about like the 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 Celtic. You're talking about supporting cast. But think about like, the Nets. Like Karis LeVert's coming back healthy. You got Spencer Dinwiddie. You got Joe Harris. You got freaking Jared Allen. Like you have no. a and you got DeAndre no. Jordan with Kyrie. No versus Gordon Hayward, which we're still unsure about. Jalen Brown. Tatum and now Ennis Cantor like you're so you're I mean like I I appreciate that as a guy that like roots for Boston teams I appreciate what you're saying but I just, I'm still not convinced I mean and I know I'm gonna like be a little bit hypocrite later in this session but like I so you're you're saying like hands down Celtics like that Kemba has got a better supporting cast right now that I don't I just don't think I don't see them as a Kemba team you know I don't see like a supporting cast of Kemba I think I think just I you have to look at the Celtics more holistically. Like so Kemba's not to. the main the number one option. I I I think he's I think he's the most if if the if there's a last possession, I'm putting the ball in Kemba's hands and he's going I'm trusting that he's going to make a good decision to find one of the other four or five playmakers that are on the court with him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But so he would be my number one choice going into the last possession or second to last possession to get a bucket. Yeah. But that's just because he's he's he gets buckets. No, he does. I mean, he literally averages as much as Kyrie does. Uh, I, I know. And so I just I just I just you just can't look at. I don't know. I, I just think that the Boston team, you can't look at Boston as a singular person with a supporting cast. Because yeah. that's not what makes that's not how the Celtics are successful that's under how Brad they Stevens. Be. Right. That's right. how they all they should be and they can be and they have shown that they are right in before Kyrie showed up. Yeah. But and that's why I think the Kyrie experiment failed. Yes. It Kyrie did. does not fit that. Right. But um That's intriguing. Okay, good. Good. That makes me feel good. All right, all right. Well Because I support a team that yeah, you like. I like that. I like that fact. Mm. That is awesome. Well, good news there. Mm. Well, not only did that all happen, but man, there were some 
out of the left field signings, like truly things that I was not expecting at all. Um, let's name a few. Al Horford, the Sixers. The first one, yeah, I would I would completely agree that Al Horford, I would never have thought he would go to the Sixers. I definitely would have thought he would have left, like could have left right. the Celtics, but I would have never thought that Why? he was going to be leaving like, and going to the Sixers. You've beaten this on the Celtics. They have beaten the Sixers every single play, like time. Why in the world would you go there? I, I, it just made no sense whatsoever. The Sixers are trying to be the tallest team. They are going to be the tallest team, like, in the league, like, far enough. Well, I, I mean, I, this was one of the things I was going to say. The 76ers have got to have the biggest starting lineup of all time. Of all time. They have to. Like, there's got to be a stat out there that shows, like, Ben Simmons is 6'10". Tobias Harris, I think, is 6'10". You got Al Horford, 6'11". Embiid, 7 foot. And however tall Josh Richardson is, I think he's six seven, six eight. I mean, he's he's a he's a two three type of player. So I'm gonna look he's it up real quick. He's their shortest player, like at six seven, six eight. I, here's the thing: I really think the 76 are gonna are gonna struggle a little bit, and it's because they're not gonna be able to keep up with teams. They're yeah, they're just so tall. I I just didn't make sense to me that Horford. Josh wins. Richardson is six six, by the way. Six six. Okay, so he's their shortest player starter, mm-hmm. six six, and he goes from six six though to six ten. Like Ben Simmons is the next shortest player on that team, like which is. Mind-boggling, but that didn't well, make any Tobias sense. Well, Tobias Harris is technically six and nine. Is he? Okay. Technically. Okay. 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 Not throwing well, out specific, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, specific sorry. details. But, to you, but that yeah. was that was shocking to me. Another big one was JJ Redick to the Pelicans. That one kind of also. also I, I thought I, I I agree. I would um I think that the uh, the fact that he's not going to some type of contender is what's confusing to me. But it's a two-year deal, which stands out. Um, and I think he just sees a moment. Uh, he sees an opportunity to be around young talent. Right. He's gonna start. He's gonna start next to Drew Holiday. Like I think that JJ Redick is like I'm about to get some buckets. Seriously. I think he. I wouldn't be surprised if he was kind of over the 76ers a little bit. Yeah. You know, like yeah. JJ seems more like a team player and team driven. You look at all the teams that he's played on. And none of them, I mean, he was part of the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin dynasty with the Clippers. But um, dynasty, of course, used in a loosely Loose there. Um, <laughs> but even <laughs> that was, they were a team, right? I just feel like the 76ers are young, hot guns in Simmons and Embiid who, you know, are just trying to, are, are trying to make it too big of a name for themselves, yeah. right? Yeah, the Pelicans are, you know, I think, nice I think JJ's more about business. For sure. And uh, I think I think he sees that. That was a great pickup for them. Um, I mean, another one that I I didn't see coming was Jimmy Butler to the Heat. I know a lot of people said homecoming, but like that also was a slight shock to me for Uh, him to go to the of all places, the Heat, a non-contending team that I guess. Yeah, but he was already technically, I would say, like the the franchise player in Philly, like they were giving him the ball in the fourth quarter and letting him do his business. Yeah. Like so, for him, it just it didn't make sense to me that he wanted to go to the Heat. I don't know. Yeah, I, that was I, weird. I think, uh, excuse me, I think that the um, Jimmy Butler to the Heat stands out to me only because it's it's now it is Jimmy Butler strikes me as someone who wants a franchise. Yeah, period. Sure. He doesn't care. I mean, he cares and about winning, but he wants to win with him being. And the he star. wants he wants a sexy franchise. Yeah, and. Honestly, there's nothing sexier than South Beach and the Heat. And the Heat, yeah. I mean, it's sure. a it's a stable franchise. Yep. Uh, when he was with the Bulls, I think 
he learned a lot from the Bulls, and he was the man in Chicago. Yeah, or eventually, eventually, he went to the Timberwolves, and you know he worked with he was with Thibodeau again. But I think he kind of was like, I don't need you anymore. I can be my own player. That's true. That that's the vibe I got from Jimmy, and so Jimmy <laughs> now has this raw opportunity. Yeah, he had his choice. And, you know, that's true. He did have shout his out own to choice the 76ers to like, you know, be w- not really fighting, um, you know, getting a sign and trade done. Because yeah. They, getting Josh getting, Richardson. Josh back. Richardson is a is a is a nice consolation. It is. I mean, great um, defender. Not he, great, but nice enough. Um, and honestly, you don't need a big name when you've got Embiid, Simmons, Horford, Tobias Harris. Harris. Yeah. Um, there. But really, the last two were, to me, just. Sh- shocking. The first was D'Lo to the Warriors. I, I mean, that really threw me off for a second. I did not expect the war. I mean, the Warriors. I was reading a bunch and just trying to see, like, figure out what was going on. I mean, really, for them, it was either okay, let's keep Iguodala and keep somewhat of our depth and really just sacrifice our like our our scoring options, really, right? Or we get. D'Lo, you know, D'Angelo Russell and and really and we're gonna have to lose either Iguodala, Livingston, like we're gonna have to lose some of our depth, but you, you at least replace some of that. You're not gonna replace KD. There's just no way. No, of course it. not. But you're at least you're replacing some of the scoring talent with so, it. So I think I think D'Angelo Russell um started to look like the player that people thought he was. Yeah. And that plays a big role. And I'm I'm he had a great year last year. He had a phenomenal year last year. It was his yeah. best year ever. All star. I mean, um, and I mean, hell, the Nets were a playoff team. Who thought? Yeah, I mean, that's why. K- I mean, that's part I mean, of the reason why I think KD and Kyrie went there. I mean, they were. Yeah. They showed enough that, like, yeah, we can. We were already a playoff team before you two got here. Well, and the thing is, the the West is is so dominant, loaded. I mean, it's loaded. It's loaded. But but you can look at the East now, and the East is now. Getting loaded, oh, so yeah. I think you know. Uh, anyway, I don't want to get us off topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I'm not super shocked. I think what you really see, Andy, is the Warriors needed someone to pick up backcourt minutes. Yes. Who Clay being out capable? Yes. Because even I, Clay's the type of person who could like come back from that ACL tear in like six months. You know, he just seems like that's the dude he is. He'll be back before the playoffs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. some some Adrian Peterson freaky stuff. For but, sure. But but they need someone who's proven that can be like help on an offense right. that's capable of eating up a lot of backcourt minutes. Well, and I've, I've and seen they got that. yeah, and I've seen that they are if he has a good year, a good start to the year. They can trade him after January fifteenth, and yeah. I think that they might. I mean, if he has a really good year, that you know, get get a, a bigger wing, someone like a three. They really need a three, is what they yeah. need. Because if Clay shifts to the three when Clay's healthy, right? And Clay can do it. Clay can do it, he's but small. he's just going to be he's going to be small. And really, and the last one before we move on is, is is was Brogdon going to the Pacers? I'm not shocked by that. A, You're a not shocked. I, I thought Milwaukee. I thought they would keep him over Lopez, like. Brogdon is so underrated. I would I would agree with that. I, I would think that the they would try to not they would let Lopez walk. Yes, but you know it, when with them having to choose Middleton, Lopez, and Brogdon, like yeah, something had to go. Something had to go. And it's they, a they it's a sign and trade, so it's not like the Bucks got nothing. Um, so I, I'm not shocked that one of them left. Um. 
Brogdon was a 50-40-90 guy, though, this yeah, year, right? Yeah, he was, and he was a pretty and, strong and defender, too. That's that's pretty big for for Indy, for the, for Indy there. Yeah. So, I mean, that, those were just some really surprising, surprising trades, for sure, or signings. But, I mean, before, you know, I mean, we can really go into who we think is going to be, you know, top contenders. We There's one looming decision left and that's obviously Kawhi. Oh my gosh, I have a question for you right now. Don't stop. Don't Do start. It. Don't start. Let's hear it. Mr. Waterhouse. Yes. You are sitting down with Kawhi Leonard and you are having a conversation with him. You're the GM of your team. What are the three things that are you are going to pitch to Kawhi? To come to your team which team am i don't care um we have an amazing what do you what do you what do you think are the three most important things to Kawhi? his health and training so health. we have like a phenomenal you know world-class training facility so you would like highlight you would highlight your your oh my medical and, and like the sports training team like would be top-notch Fair. for sure that's one thing yep second thing we support his autonomy and decision making bar none like if like whatever he decides he wants to do in terms of like load man like although that comes with the health but like in terms of like what kind of player he wants to be like we will craft our lineups and our plays around what he wants to do third we're a big defensive defensive team i think i think Kawhi. if you go back to some of his like recordings from san diego state yeah. More than anything else that he values when he's playing on the core is defense. Right. And I think that I would hire the best defensive coach out there, and I would make sure that like we are a sound defensive team. What about you? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't really think about an answer to my <laughs> own question. <laughs> but Just off the top of your head, free ball. But, but I, I think clearly it's very obvious that health is very important to him. Yes. Um, and I would do my best to highlight how are we going to take care of you. And that would include load management, period. Load management. Um, <laughs> Such a funny word. <laughs> uh, I think – I don't know how to be specific about this, but I, I think the autonomy. I mean, it, clearly, Kawhi is such a such a unique individual. Yes. Um, That's You know, he, he needs to – he needs to believe in the future. You know, like, I, I don't know how to – best to put it he doesn't need to be he's not going to be coerced you know i feel like Kawhi's already gonna, like mate that th- this is what brought the question up i just don't think Kawhi is ever going to be pers- like persuaded to do something yeah you know he just doesn't strike me as a person he's gonna do his own thing and if it's like oh that that sounds cool like he's gonna be like cool and That's he's true. gonna do it he reminds me of a friend <laughs> it's funny we you were talking about the all those quotes from um, San Diego State, my buddy um, Eric that I grew up with, is kind of very similar. He's a very unique dude, <laughs> and he kind of like does his own thing a lot, and I, that's what I love him about him. He yeah. just carves his own path. He just he does it, and he'll like just randomly show up at times, and like randomly disappear. You know, like went to Japan for a week with his girlfriend and just kind of didn't tell anyone about it. Really? Yeah. He just does like things those, like that. Yeah, right? Yeah, he yeah. just He's just carving his own path. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Eric is exactly like Kawhi. And it's like, <laughs> I can't make you – like, I, I've tried with Eric. I can't make him do things. 
I think you know, it's like very hard, and the yes. more and more you try to make him do something, yes, then it's gonna push he's him gonna away. He's gonna be like, mm, nah. And Eric, you know, he's a good dude. No, that's but. why I think the like the best approach would just be like to tell him your pitch, but you're not trying extra things. Like you're not trying to like, oh my gosh, we will do literally whatever we possibly can. We will do. We will literally get you a ha- like. Stop right. that. Just let him like make his own decisions. Because you're right. right. And for people to like predict ex- like what we're about to do, for people to like truly know what he's thinking is besides they're besides themselves. Yeah. But regardless of that, where do you think he's going? <laughs> I, I I will stand by this. I said this in our last podcast. I think the best decision, basketball, financial, everything, is stay another year in Toronto and sign some type of one in one deal with the Raptors so that he has an option to, you know, see what the Raptors do. Cause the Raptors are going to fall apart because all the, all his supporting cast is disappearing after this season. They're coming off a contract, right? Right. But as I'm saying that, I'm also thinking that what type of a, of a mic drop would it be show up for a season, be the franchise player, win a championship, put a country on his back, though, and then just say, listen, no hard feelings, put him out. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting here, I'm thinking, what's going to happen next year if he stays in Toronto? And le- if he signs a fi- like a long-term deal, then this, this, con- this you know these points are moot. Right. But if he signs like a one-on-one and they go, they get eliminated in the second round, just some freaky stuff happens, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's going to leave a bad taste. Yeah. I yeah. feel like... It'd be better for him to leave unless he's doing a long term. But I think the best basketball and financial thing would be stick around for a year, let the West sort itself out, and then he's he's going to be the most catered to person because the 2020 free agency class is oh, terrible oh, in is. reference, right? It is. Compared to this year. Oh, yeah. So for him, take a year. You, got, you know what you're expecting this year. You just spent a year. You clearly enjoyed it because, like, you're not going to – go win a championship unless you want to right you know so no i totally that agree. would be my I, I still stand by that i i i'm gonna second that notion i think basketball sense it, it, but here's the thing though like only playing i think everyone in toronto would understand if he signs a one-on-one like that he's gonna leave after next year like I th- so i think it's like it's more of like a almost like a victory tour of like hey we got Kawhi for another year whatever right. happens we we still won this thing right. we won a trip right, 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 right. like we won this whole trade and he comes back. Siakam's gonna get better. Like you know, yeah. like he's still young and developing. You have every, you signed everyone back else. Like Anobi comes back. OG Anobi comes back. Like for, he was hurt. Like so that's another bench piece you have. Mm-hmm. I think that you're right. The West is just loaded. And if you really, it comes down to the Lakers or Toronto. I think the Clippers are out. The Clippers didn't get any big free agent names. Yeah. And like honestly, I think Toronto's team is better than the Clippers right now. So why would you go? to the Clippers when you can just stay at hometown boy. But I, here's the thing, a hometown boy, it, like just, you would just go to the Lakers. Like, I think it, I, I get it, but it creates the narrative. Like I think Kawhi secretly loves the underdog, the, the, oh, the like the unknown sh- the, spotlight. Yeah. You know I think I mean? he likes like, if he goes to the Lakers. Yeah. He, uh, go ahead. Like just like dismantling, like, like, you know, the throne, like yeah. he loves, like he's done it to the heat. 
Yep. And he's done it now to Golden State. Yep. Loves that. He's going to do it to the Lakers. And that's why he's not that's why I don't think he but, really wants to go to the Lakers. Yeah, but like if the if he doesn't go to the Lakers, the Lakers are not having any thrown. Like right now as constructed, the Lakers are not like uh, I would put I would not put them at the top. Like and even then though, like I know well, we are spending a lot LeBron of time. When James this. is there with AD, they have the they have the throne. They do not have the throne. They do not have the throne. They have four players total. They have right they now. Have, they have the clout. <sighs> like no one has the throne in the West. Period. No one does. Let's be repeat but, that right now. So, no one does. So so the storyline throne is the Lakers because the Lakers have AD. Yeah. And LeBron no, on yeah. the same team. So that's why I don't. Think he wants to go to the Lakers? No, I, I think I think and we're he's, he's got to let it shake out because here's the other thing. Well, there's you, like you no think one he left. Wants, you think he wants to compete against KD four times a year? No, that's what I'm saying. I think if he goes back to Toronto, he's going to sign a one on one. Yeah, for sure. He's and that's what I'm that. saying that like it's going to give him an opportunity right. to to see what happens and let maybe the, shake out. Maybe maybe the Clippers then start to break down a little bit and build up. Right, they're cast a specific way. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, think I agree. Ka- I agree. I agree. Kawhi to the Lakers is too much. It is. It is. Kawhi it is be, not a big market team. It would, it would be very interesting, and they would be like the new Golden State. But yeah, it is. It is. So, with all that in mind, let's just now that we, for the most part, besides the one big domino, which I know does change answers to a certain extent, let's you know end this end this episode with what we'd call like our favorites in each in each conference, and really what we. Here, let's look at what we, who we think is our, our main favorite, who has maybe like the highest ceiling, which also could mean like they could just totally drop out, or and who is like the dark horses. Gotcha. Um, let's start in the Western Conference because that's just loaded. Um, you got it. Let's see here. I, I mean. Do you want to be teenage girls and, uh, and do it at the same time? I think we should do that. Okay. Okay. Let's go. What with do you want to do? Let's go with our favorite. Like, just our favorite right now. Like, who we think is going to come out of the West. Okay, ready? Yep. One, two, three. Portland. Oh! Okay. Okay, Portland's our number two. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I think Portland is hungry. Yeah. Like, I think they got a taste against the Warriors, and I just think that they are hungry. They, I think they've gotten better in the short term. You know, you had a white side, and he's a he's – a, he can be a dominant – lob and d type of dude yeah uh he adds some 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 uh some funkiness some toughness (laughs) yeah and i'm not you know i didn't watch the trailblazers much um the window for them is now i think kent baysmore is a a better option than evan turner because baysmore is a better shooter yeah um turner is a little bit more versatile on the defensive end but i i mean i think i think baysmore and Lillard is just a—he's just a, an assassin, man. I just think that his time is—I I, just—I just love him. I, and so and I, that's Nurkic, Nurkic comes back too, right? I mean, that's no, you're right. They—they're my number two. Oh, so yeah. it was—it was close. But like the Jazz, though. Yeah. I mean, first getting Mike Conley. Oh, that was that was a great trade. That was a great yeah. trade. And then on top of that, getting Bogdanovich from the Pacers, very underrated. I mean, borderline All Star. I'm not even joking there. I mean, yeah. so you've upgraded now. You're you're taking your current roster. You've upgraded two positions. You've upgraded Ricky Rubio to Mike Conley and Jay Crowder to Bogdanovich. And then on top of that, they got Ed Davis and Jeff Green on their bench now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're too deep in every spot. Yeah. I, I mean, I just I think they're also hungry. 
and I just see them just slightly more deeper than Portland right now. I think I think the the I agree. I like the Jazz. I really yeah. do. I think they're one of going to be one of the top teams. Um, I love their offense. Um, the Jazz they have a killer. They've got an assassin at the end of the game and Donovan sure. Mitchell. You know, and I think Bogdanovich going and watching the what he did to the Cavs and tormenting him <laughs> with the Pacers uh, two yeah. years ago. Yeah. You know, like he 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 tormented the Cavs. For sure. Like he's a straight shooter. Like I think that that is the I think that's what makes the Jazz a bet. Like, in addition to Conley, of course, but like the Bogdanovich stra- uh, signing puts him like at the top. All right. High ceiling. Ready? One, two, three. Pelicans. Jazz. Oh! <laughs> I think the Jazz have got the highest ceiling. <laughs> I really do. Because if you can get those players to mesh together, you know, and you get Mike Conley performing at his best as a facilitator. Yeah. You get Bogdanovich getting 17, 18 a game, which he can. I mean, I just think that everything you just said. Yeah, yeah. No, like, yeah. I, I had the Pelicans here. And they, they also, let me on this, they could totally just, like, drop, drop a ball. They'll have to drop the ball and, like, Fall hard, yeah. But I mean, with JJ Redick getting him, I mean that was a nice little pickup, right? Um, getting Derek Favors, and then on top of that, obviously Zion, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and their pickup like uh, Jackson Hayes. Like, I could see them getting like all of a sudden out of nowhere getting like the five six seed. No way. I mean, I, I think I'm just I saying. Like, I don't. I think I agree. Watch out for them. I'm. I'm tell you right now. I completely agree with you that the Pelicans were one of my potential ceiling teams, highest ceiling teams. Yeah. Um. I think that they're just a year away. Okay. Be all be only because they are all so new and young. Yes. Yes. You, I'm yes. not even worried about the young. It's just new. Yeah. I mean, you've got like you have a whole new starting roster. People. Right. You're one, right. two, three. Four, five, six, seven. It's a new whole. I mean, players. it's a whole new starting lineup. It's, it's, it, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just except for Drew Holiday. Yep. You know, it is just, it's just a huge turnover. I agree. And if, if it was, if there was some more stability, I would probably make it. Uh, agree with you, but I, yeah. I, I, I do agree that they were one of the teams I was considering. All right, last one, Dark oh, Horse. This is, this is gonna be Dark Horse. <laughs> You're gonna freak out. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Warriors. Spurs. <laughs> what the how can they be a dark horse they just were in the finals last year how I what are they you, gonna do you think d'lo did i not just tell you you were gonna freak out i am gonna freak out i, d- I told what? you you're gonna freak out you think d'lo is gonna okay. here we go bring them <laughs> let's hear that i want to please enlighten <laughs> me yes they were in the finals true <laughs> they lost kd Best one of the best players on the planet. They lost Iguodala. Yes, that was a big one loss. of the is such an underestimated loss. Clay is gone for eighty seventy five percent of the season. I mean, realistically, he's gone until March. Right, right. I think they are the most overlooked. I think. I'm telling this right now. Steve Kerr could be I don't think he would win it, but he could easily be coach of the year. Period. Okay. I just think that they are going to revert back to this harmonious, beautiful game of basketball. Yeah, but they don't have the players to do that. 
That's uh, fine. All right. We, uh, and that's, that's we are fine. we are I cannot wait to come back to this episode. That's, okay. That's okay. fine. And and I'm happy to. Okay. I agree. Trading D'Angelo Russell for Clay Thompson, Katie, and Igadala is ridiculous. But I'm just saying, <laughs> Dark Horse, okay. don't be surprised yeah. if the Warriors are in the playoffs. Revert, revert, revert back to the old school right. old school Warriors, dude. That's all I'm saying. I am saying watch out for the Spurs. Like I know, I know, I know. They've made the playoffs you twenty-two just, years you ago. Just, you just and I'm not doing this for my wife. You I'm just not love your wife. wife. I do you love just, my wife. You I do just love your wife. But they, they got they right now. They have too many players on their roster, and they're gonna have to give some up and get more money or get different. Me, while you're but talking, I'm gonna find this. Juante Murray quick. comes back healthy, and that's gonna be a nice little backcourt between him and um, what's his face from. <laughs> from the De- Raptors, DeRozan, Demar. Wow, the less I like it, the more I listen. Um, but Demar Derozan, they got Demari Carroll. What's up with all these here? But they got Demari Carroll. It was a nice pickup. I'm just saying, you never know what the Spurs are going to do, and they could totally shake it up next year. Not saying they're going to win, but just they're a dark horse. Okay, we got to move. We got to move here. All right, Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference, really quick. Favorite. Well, the the, the Spurs got uh, Monte Yunus. They do. I didn't know that. You ready? Is that old news? Favorite, favorite in the east. In favorite the east? east? Yes, we got we got to move here. We oh, got to move. Okay. We we love talking. All right, here we go. Okay, hold on. Now th- and this is is dependent on Ka- on Kawhi. Thank you. Thank it you. is. It okay. Is. So this is. So this what is, world are we working in right we're, now? We're we're assuming based on reports right now that he is going back to the Raptors. Yes. Okay. All right, here we go. Three, favorite in the east. Two, one. Raptors. Toronto. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty obvious. That's pretty obvious. I think I, the only thing I would say is if he goes to the Clippers, I think the Clippers are easily the dark horse in the West if that if he goes to the Clippers by chance. Um I just think that like Kawhi's just gonna do the Kawhi effect thing. Oh, for sure. Um but yeah, if he there's just no doubt. There's no way that they're he's not the favorite. I mean he's the king he's the king of the freaking North America pretty sure. much. All right, high ceiling. This one's tough. I have two here, but I'm gonna say my main one. Uh I have yeah. Okay, ready? Let's do let's do ceiling. Okay. Three, two, one. Celtics. Boston. No way, dude. Hey. dude! I just like I just we love did it. not it's, play this, dude. The, <laughs> the the Celtics are exactly the same logic behind my pick for the Warriors as the Dark Horse. <laughs> if the Celtics can go back to the basketball that got them the fifty five wins, yes. without a real superstar, they're gonna be nuts, dude. I like, mean, they're they, going to be the 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 Warriors of the East. Yes, and hear me out here. I could sound crazy saying this, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it. They could theoretically have like four All Stars on their roster next year. I mean, Kemba, Gord Hayward, Tatum, and Brown. You aren't crazy. Like that's not. I mean, I don't that, think that that's, that's a theoretical illogical. thing. There, it could happen. I think the biggest thing is I think the ceiling comes in. Yes. They could have a very low floor too. So I mean, they could the, totally blow off. I, I don't think. So. I don't think they're gonna blow off. I think the ceiling comes from the high ceiling comes from the fact that Kemba Walker is a more team oriented player than, than Kyrie, Kyrie Irving for sure, but is still pretty much the same type of scorer yes. as Kyrie Irving. So, on a potential side, they increase there. I think the other thing is Tatum and Brown because it's more team oriented are going to flourish more. Yes, they are. Th- four, third, third pick, third. <laughs> He's rolling. Gordon Hayward is there's the theory that Paul George, Paul yes. George's first season back. From his uh, fibula uh, rupture, which it was pretty much a rupture, yes, uh, was was pretty average, and it was actually they had similar, similar stats, right? yes, yeah, you, similar I think you were stats. Me that, actually. Yep. So the fact that like, and then you look at P, uh, PG thirteen, 
when he came back that second season after his broken fibula. I mean, he was all-star caliber yeah. and looked like the man that he used to be. So I think Hayward has the opportunity to go back to the 20-point score he was. Oh, yeah. And then, I, I mean, you just – I think it's just I – th- and I, I, you can't you can't discredit the coaching, dude. No, you can't with Brad Stevens. I, I mean, they, they by far have the highest ceiling. And here's another one that, like, is weird, but – I hate saying this. Like I hate, I hate it. You're not going to say the Nets. No, I was going to say Philly. God. I think Philly has a weird ceiling where, like, they could. Philly, if they figure it out, <laughs> if they figure out their crazy height and everything, as much as I do not like saying this, the like, 76ers are like the like a gentrified. Like they're the they're like they're a modern huge. They're a modern house that's built in like an old. Yes. Like neighbor, you know, they just stand out and like it might fit if it looks right or if it's painted the right way and designed the Depends right way. Depends on how it all works. But, you know, they say that everyone is saying that the Sixers could be now one of the best defensive teams yeah. in the league. But and speed speed kills. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, really I think the big question is like whether or not Harris as a 3 can fit. I just don't I don't know. We'll see there. I think Simmons bringing the ball up consistently into the fourth quarter. You also know, true. because you said Jimmy Butler did it a lot. Yeah. And with Jimmy gone, like. No, their ceiling relies on Tobias Harris fitting as a three and Simmons getting a jump shot. I think it's more Ben Simmons. You'll see. All right. Last one. Dark horse. Then we're done. Ready? I think I think this is the same too, dude. Oh, my gosh. Three, two, one. Pacers. Ah! <laughs> of course. I knew. I, I knew it. I mean, once I the it. first two happened. But that's like a sexy pick of a dark horse. But, like, they're almost too much of a contender already. But getting Brogdon, like think about the yeah. backcourt of Brogdon and Oladipo. And I mean, you're adding it to a team that was already in the playoffs and were the four seed. I mean, last year without their best player, or no, they're the five seed, but five they were seed, just a were, game out. Oh yeah, and like, but, and and actually, they were just three games out from the third seed. You know, like, like they were, they're, they're getting their best player back. And upgrading their backcourt from Darren Collison to Malcolm Brogdon. And they replace, if you look at their stats, pretty close. T.J. Warren, that's a nice pickup for them. From the Jeremy Suns. Lamb is a quality role Lamb. player. Uh, T.J. McConnell, McConnell is a quality role player. Yep. Their draft, I know, was very questionable. They they picked the big dude, um, like Moza Bitsigarde. Yeah, uh, that was interesting. In, in the draft, so a lot of people were questioning that. I think they're the most improved, and I think that they are. I agree with you. I have one last question for you. All right, let's see. Right it. now. So there's um <clears throat> the owner of the Warriors came out and said that they're going to retire the number 35. How do you feel about that? I I just feel like that's that's All right, much. this is one of my rants. I'm going to cut you off. No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> let me let me let me okay. rant for just one second. That you, is ridiculous. You, you do your thing. I Go just think it. that I'm not I don't even really need to rant here. You already won a title before KD showed up. You already won 73 games. Like even if you didn't, if Katie didn't come back or come like join your team, I still think they were going to be the favorites. Like that is ridiculous. You won two titles with him. I don't know. I, that's too far. That's way too far. I. You played three years. <laughs> you only played three seasons with them. And you can't even say it's a three full seasons with his, oh with his calf injury and stuff in the playoffs. That's rid- I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I I I, I don't even want to waste time on it. You, do, do your rant. So, well, I mean, you took it. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's absolutely outrageous. I want to scream just for no reason. I don't have any logical sense. I, I think that like it's, it's a slap in the face just because KD is a more talented player, younger, f- sexier player than Iguodala. Like you know, Andre Iguodala, 
was by far yes. the one of the most important pieces of that team. He was the glue to all of those pieces yes. because of his defensive abilities and the he fact a that finals he's a MVP. team player. He is a finals MVP who got like out statistic by like <laughs> everyone else. Like yep. he he was the MVP purely because he like was the only one that could slow LeBron James down. Yep. It's the only reason why he was the finals MVP. It's ridiculous. So in my mind, if you're retiring KD's jersey, then hell, you might as well do Steph Curry's right now before he even <laughs> like career ends. Clay Thompson right now. Iguodala's. Steve Kerr. Put Steve Kerr's up there. <laughs> you know, his put a suit up there for him. Iguodala goes goes up there. Draymond Green goes up. You know, like if you're retiring KD's after that, like then you got to retire everyone from the Hampton Five. For sure. And it's just ridiculous that I also don't like the idea that you're retiring the, a, a, jersey. a jersey for a guy that's not retired. Also weird. And let alone somebody I, it, when you retire a jersey, it's a it's it's a testament to if you are loyal to us, then then we're going to make sure that you that it's known that you are have made a huge impact on this organization. For sure. For sure. And you can't you can make a big impact. You cannot make a a franchise long impact in three seasons. No, absolutely not. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. But we know we tr- we said we would try to get to like 35, Listen, 40 minutes. But yeah. you know what? This this could easily been like an hour and a half. So like if anything, we you should know, be thankful. You us, should be thankful. Be thankful that, be thankful that we cut it this now. Much. For sure. I will tell you this. Speaking of things that are ridiculous, uh, next week, next time, and it won't be next week. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's not going to be next week. Next time. We are going to have an absolute ridiculous human being join us. His name is Bargery. Jason, Jason. Bargery. And he is uh, quite the character if you don't know him. Um, but we are going to be doing some uh, sports movies of all time. Is that right? Yeah, I think I think uh, J- Jason is – he would never admit this. Or maybe he wouldn't have said, but I, I would consider him a very talented film critic. He He – whether he wants to admit it that or not, but he he's very talented. He knows his movies. He knows how to critique them. I don't even know like yeah. the language he, and all oh that, yeah. you know. But he's, he's great. He's joining us, and and apparently he, you know, we're doing a whole episode on the greatest sports movies of all time. Yeah, I will say this. I think one of our common themes next year, and I I said I would do this. I have to do the shout out uh, to Bonnie, even though I'd be shocked if she listened to this. Um, so. Uh, Shout out to Bonnie, though, who was somebody who gave us the idea that's more attainable for me because I'm not a big moviegoer, which I'm sure you guys know. But um, the idea of uh, what makes a good sports movie. That is true. That was that was her idea. I want to give her a little shout out. And Jason's going to help us make sure that that comes to fruition, <laughs> um, mainly because I need that help. And and Andy. Oh, I seriously need that help. Yeah, we're, if, we both well, if you seriously need the help, I need like a, a doctor <laughs> or something because no shout I out to Bonnie and and we're excited for Jason and also before right before we go huge shout out to my brother Nick for stepping up and being like really a stats guy. I mean, man, he just helping put together the list of uh, people. It was it was impressive. Shout out for him. He's studying for his pharmacy test right now and he sacrificed his time to help us. It was it was grateful. So shout out Nick. Your All right, bro. here's the final shout out. I know you, I, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I know, I know, but this is big, dude. Like, Let's shout out it. to the U.S. Women's National Woo! Team, bro. Like, 
That's all Seriously. I gotta say. We can much talk love. more after they win the World Cup, hopefully. Yes. But much love, much love. We love y'all, and um, what a great episode. Hopefully, you loved it. Thank you Not, much. Go ahead and yell at us on iTunes or SoundCloud, and or uh, Twitter or Twitter. Tweet tweet. We love y'all. Have a good fourth and good night. <laughs>